It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. I'd like to start this episode of B movie breakdown with a monologue from tonight's movie. You got one final lesson up in this motherfucker, J-Tro. You gots to know the true meaning of the beat-beat nigga. It ain't about color, dog. Any nigga can be a nigga. N-I-G-G-A. Never ignorant in getting goals accomplished. Now you use that shit, J-Tro. You be all the nigga you can be. Truer words have never been spoken. Here, here. By the, uh, the one, the only, BLT. The trainer of J-Tro in this week's movie. This is B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 51. Clapping, yay! Yeah, I know. It's a weekly podcast around the humor, enjoyment, low-budget, listening films of the past and present, and home, the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed in a prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. You can listen to us if you subscribe on iTunes, website, bnbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our website, which I just previously mentioned, our email, bnbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter, at bnbpodcast, or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash bnbpodcast. Quick shout-out to Timmy Blaze at the T-Dog Blues Pops Comesy Stand Show. You can find it on iTunes. Just search Timmy Blaze. Also, uh, we mentioned the email. Uh, the next movie we're going to be... Not the next movie. The movie after that was emailed to us. It was... Uh, Discuss thoroughly via email uh, from a friend of the show, Brian, so you can reach us with suggestions uh, just like he did for with the Paperboy from 1994, which will be an upcoming movie. Kids Screaming. I love killer kid movies. We've previously, uh, before you guys joined, we watched Bloody Birthday, which was about kids. that These three kids are born... When, like, the moon was something weird or something, and, like, it... Some kind of lunar cycle. It, it didn't make sense why they were killing, but they were just evil, and they, like, beat their dad with a baseball bat, uh, and, like... You do. There are a lot of other killing going on. And, in astrology. Yeah. And the other one we watched was The Pit. It was about a kid who had, like, little ghouly monsters in a pit, and he, like... that movie from when I was little? And he would take people that he didn't like and were, who were mean to him and throw him in the pit. Most of the people deserved it because they were fucking rude to this kid. Didn't he he was a little pervert, but... <laughs> didn't you say there was a handicapped person he threw in the pit? Yeah, an old woman. She was mean to him, though. Well, that was, oh. like, the bad seed when I was little. I was always obsessed with the bad seed. So I was like, why? What's She's, like, a little kid that's fucking weird. And it always, like, weirded me out. Like, am I a killer kid? Like, oh my god, he's had having you anxiety. Killed anybody at that no! <laughs> but I never, like, the prospect was never brought to my attention. Like, oh, kids can kill too. You might be a killer kid. I know. Probably some. You just repressed all the memories. I'm damn near 30. I think I'm just a regular killer adult. But well, you just might, a regular old part of the milk killer. You might have been a killer kid. Maybe you're killing, clearly, your killing has stopped at this point in time. Thank god we grew out of things. Right? <laughs> like killing. And Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I didn't grow up. I was just going to say, did that, is that a thing that happened? Because I don't... I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, this week's movie, 2011's The FP. Uh, I don't know about anybody else here, but I, I kind of like the movie. Mm. It was stupid, it was dumb on purpose, but there were uh, parts I was like, eh, with, but I think the thing that won me over was the dialogue. <laughs> Some of the things they said was just... 
It's just like, somebody wrote this down, yeah. and then somebody else said it. Like, they just like, I couldn't keep up with some of the things that they were saying, like, oh, God, I, my handwriting is so sloppy trying to write some of this shit down, <laughs> but like, just like things like, I'm gonna 187 this motherfucker, or... I'm gonna throw you down some stairs, you toe-eyed dung-dung. Oh my god, it, yeah. It, it, to me, yes, some of the dialogue did make me chuckle, but all in all, it seemed like somebody locked their nephew in a room with the epitome of 90s rap albums at their highest point, <laughs> and didn't let them out until they had at least a 20-page script. Yeah. Probably. They said, too, I read somewhere that, like, these, some of these lines were verbatim because they grew up in Fraser Park, so that's what they talk like or something, so that some of their friends had actually said some of this stuff, and I was like, all right, well... I mean, uh, I mean that's what scares alone me when more. they walk into the underground tournament area, he sees Stacy for the first time, and the one guy goes, who is that chick? Who is that bitch? Yeah, I remember like, that. What's it, the, the, uh, the foundation? Wasn't it the name of the club? Or the barn that they went to? The one they always went to? Yeah. I think so. I, I couldn't... I think I it was called The Foundation. I didn't write that down or catch that. But, but it was it was in a barn. Uh, the overall movie is... The Fraser Park is this area... Is it in California, possibly? That's what I, I looked I, it up. I, I don't it think... It says it's in California. But I don't, I don't think they they clarified exactly where they it was say in where the it movie. Was, yeah. uh, so, it looks, it looks like California, and... There's two gangs, the 248s in the north and the 245s in the south. Fraser Park must be a very large area. Yeah, right. And uh, these two gangs are rivals, and they're trying to take over the territory by playing Beat Beat Revelation. I'm challenge you to a beat-off. Challenge you to a beat-off. Oh, my God. And I, the one thing I really liked that they mentioned that had previously happened in, like, this lore of the FP was apparent an apparent civil war mm-hmm. that happened when their parents were all like their parents were killed in this civil war or something like that. And that, that would so that's, explain the demise of he, the education system. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Yeah. And this movie the word bitch, nigga, and motherfucker are used like every other yeah. sentence. The the dialogue, though, that's really, honestly, just won me over. It was an Alamo Drafthouse film, which was Miami Connection as well. Whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> Jason and Brian Trost are the two people that directed and wrote this movie. They plan on doing... They want to do two more of the of FP. Of this? Yes. Of the FP? They did another movie. I can't exactly remember the name of it. I was just telling Ryan about it the other day. But this premise is still, like, dance, like dance yourself oh, to death. Gina. It's all canon. And I think the guy, Jason Chost, actually has an eye patch. He does. I was just looking at that. He has an eye patch. He actually does have an eye patch. It's not just a dystopian future eye patch. It's a real life eye patch. Well, the mo- well I, I can own an eye patch. Doesn't mean I'm missing an eye. The other one they made was, it's called Wet and Reckless, and it just came out in August. It's also <laughs> the name of a popular Bon Jovi album. <laughs> I think it's Slippery When Wet. I, I was joking. Uh, <laughs> Man. But um, J. Tro, the character, I have yet to see This Is The End. But Jatro is in This Is The End as an, an uncredited cameo. The character of Jatro, really? Jason Trost, is in This Is The End. That's really weird. Yeah, so, I mean, some other people also love this movie. Uh, I didn't other even than the ever album. catch that. I was just watching that the other day. 
I mean, well, I wouldn't have... Well, we would have watched the trailer by then. That's really weird. Anyway. Yeah, now you have to go back and, like, look for it. Uh-huh. Uh, I think my favorite character in the entire movie was Casey DC. Oh, the Asian no. guy. You know, I hated him. He was just so ridiculous. He was just so over, just. I wanted someone to give him a riddle in. It was just too much to handle. He was his whole speech about the ducks. Yes. What, what was, was that? How's, how's a nigga gonna sort out his shit if a town ain't got no ducks? Yeah. And then at the end, if you watch the, all the credits, the ducks came back. Oh my god. We didn't make it through the crowd. Oh, I just kind of let them play and I was on my computer and it was just going and then all of a sudden the scene happened and then there were ducks in the water. Were they attracted by the end scene blowjob? Yes. Oh my god. (laughs) Well, and uh, LWE, the main bad guy, loved his name. He loved blowjobs. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, most people love blowjobs, but this guy, like, that was like his thing, was blowjobs. Maybe if you play your cards right. Like just suck me off at the party. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. About and then that when one. he's kidnapped Stacy at the end, he's forcing, like forcing her, her to, to give him a blowjob. And it's not like she's like, "No, you're so bad." And like, "I'm gonna try to get out of this car." She's like, "Well, all right, but no, that I like that guy back there better." That that was one thing at the end of the movie, which leading up to the the climactic scene where good triumphs over evil. Every few seconds, Jatro and the slutty neighbor, Stacy, would lean in to kiss, but it would be stopped abruptly just before they did, and it would make me cringe every single time because she had LWE's she was, like, dick sucking that other guy off. in her yeah. mouth for the last 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, she was super gross. I did not like she, particularly She flip-flopped like a lot, uh... I didn't understand. She was like, I'm going to go with this dude, and I'm going to go with this dude, I'm going to go with this... It was like... like, She she changed her mind so quickly. Well, her whole relationship with LWE was because she woke up drunk next to him at a party and just said, fuck it. Maybe it has to do with her dad. He was a very uh, scary individual. Lingerie wearing, scrawny, uh, cattle prod wielding. It was like a electric fly swatter. It, it looked like a badminton rack. Into yeah, it's like one of those fly yeah, swatters weird. like with like it's like a bug zapper thingy. So I've weird. seen those. I don't know why he had I, it. I, mean, why I he, why he, an American invention. Why he had to beat up Jatro with it. I have no idea. Well, Jatro is the main character. Beatro is his brother who dies in the beginning. <laughs> He's 187. He's 187'd in this motherfucker. Uh, oh, during God. the new mode of the game Omega gangster mode. Okay, so my question is, was he just, like, so exhausted that he fell over and died? I believe that's what happened. Because I thought that he was, like, electric... When I watched the trailer, I thought he was, like, electrically shocked to death. I I think he just danced himself to death. And then, like, all of a sudden, he's just, like, not even doing it that, like, intensely and just collapses. But they needed a reason for Jatro to become to a logger. S- and to seek vengeance. <laughs> oh my god. Because when you, when, you, when you swear that you'll never play Beat Beat Revelation again, the next logical step Conflict. is to become a lumberjack. Well, it, it seems like that in every movie where people swear off their old life they're automatically cutting down trees. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very stereotypical. It's happened in a lot and of I'm, movies. I'm sure it was intentional in this one, but... Yeah, and I, and I love the no, too. He's like, just no for just so long, and I will never play BB Revolution again. And it's Cut just, to Lumberjacks. I, I just don't understand where this idea came from. I don't understand. I don't wanna. It's just so random. Hanging out at arcades. Yeah, that could be, too. 
and just the like DDT yeah. Dance Revolution. I don't yeah, remember those, it those, being. It was no, such a huge thing. Those really? those DDR people. They, oh, yeah. I know. Like they formed clicks. They were very serious about it. So. Yeah. I mean, 2011 when this movie. Was a little late released, for this idea. Yes, it was. But they probably late. didn't have any money or anything or whatever at the time, or because they made this was based off of a short that they did called the FP. So I don't know when they had made that. Circa 2002, probably. Yeah. Why were they wearing gigantic moon boots to do the Because Because their sister was the costume designer. Yeah, I just don't understand why the <laughs> she, like, 20-pound she, moon boots had she, to be worn. Because it play. helped them play Beat Beat. You don't play Beat Beat Revelation. You don't know. I guess. <laughs> I never played Dance Dance Revolution. I, I think she either. just rummaged through her closet and said, Here, where yeah, are yeah. these ones? I did learn a few things during this, actually, that... In order to get street cred and shit, you need a tent. That was a thing. I, I learned that there are extra words in the Star Spangled Banner. Like motherfucker and nigga and things like that? Yeah, I never learned that in grade school. I didn't like that nigga acronym thing that they... What was it again? That's because Never ignorant, ignorant in getting goals accomplished. That was horrible. But then he even said it at the end, he goes... Uh, LWE goes, how you doing this shit? And he goes, because I'm never ignorant and getting goals accomplished. Yeah. Came back into play. Could you just see them, like, sitting around thinking they were so fucking clever. Like, oh, we'll, we'll spin this this word right on around. It'll be cool. Justify its use. And also flip the negativity on it. How about this acronym? Sweet. But when I heard it, I was just like, Ugh. I don't know. I thought it was silly. But, I mean, that's the point, I guess. <laughs> I had, like, a weird... Divergence of what I thought of this movie. Part of me was like, "Oh, that's kind of neat," but then part of me was like, "Oh, I really hate this." So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a fine line. I just, I just thought everything they were saying was funny. Like, uh, my one of my favorite lines in the entire movie was by LWE: "A gentleman never fucks a bitch in the ass and tells." And then the girl behind him says, "It was only for a minute." <laughs> oh my god! I re- I think I remember that part. I also remember like when they're. At the meet, and he's just got that one lady by the titty, like, her boobs are just out. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. boob out girl. She was in the movie multiple times, and the one time she had her boobs out when he saw Stacy at the club, and she was, like, super wasted, she had her, she pulls her top down, and her boobs are out, and then the entire scene, if you watch her in the background, she's trying to put her shirt back on, but she can't figure out quite how to do it. <laughs> they specifically made the shirt. And it's like, it's out. like a top, and it, like, ties, uh-huh. and she keeps, like, putting one strap on, and goes to grab it, and then the other strap falls, and I just kept watching her the whole in the time. Background. Yeah, because I was just like, how can she just not figure out how to put a shirt on? <laughs> I just didn't understand that. Society is disintegrated. And the character of Stacy, like you were saying about how annoying she was, mm-hmm. she, right when she sees Jaycho for the first time since he's left the FP, she goes, Hi, wait, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, she's like lobotomized. <laughs> I don't know what happened. She's not even worth like the space or the air that, that they gave to her. She could have been played by a pretty mop or something. I don't but know. I felt like he wasn't really playing... Beat beat revelation to get for revenge of his brother, and more. I think it was more he <laughs> for Stacy. I just feel. I just, felt like. I just felt like she was a superfluous person. Yeah, he became like way too like involved. Obviously, that was just like a like a fuck thing, and she's just gross. And I don't know the whole like yeah there was like blurred lines between whether he was doing this like to avenge his brother's death or like well, I want to fuck that chick that everybody else has fucked 
And he even said that, too, at one point. He said that she, like, you just slept with everybody. You, you moved through guys so quick. I didn't know if I was just another name on your checklist. That's why he never asked her out. Yeah, something like that. And I like when they went to the club the one time and when she was super drunk. And her and the girl with the boobs out were hanging out in a kiddie pool. Yeah. Yeah. Rubbing their butts on each other or something. <laughs> so I, I, you you can call it dancing, I guess. It was, it was very stiff and robotic. It was the early days of twerking. Yeah, I don't know. Just She was so filthy trash. I just didn't that like her uh, at Oh, all. and there were boobs at 27 minutes. I wrote, <laughs> 27 minutes. Really? Boobs. It took them that long? Yeah, 27 minute hmm. boobs. I felt like there was more boobs. I mean, I, I, th- I think if they start at the one minute mark, it would have been more redeeming quality of the movie. Who is that Clifton Collins Jr. guy? The clown wig guy. Like, what oh. was his deal? With the, with the black cock. Yeah, he you was from... black cock? CC Jam, it says in the movie. Uh-huh. He was from... Um, he was the drug dealer. Yeah, he's in um, Extract. He's the guy that gets hit in the yeah, nuts. Yeah, and he was thing. in uh, Rules of Attraction. He also played a drug dealer. Uh, and then that guy from Detroit Rock City... Was also the in the one it. with the really raspy voice. Yeah, he was the one with long hair in Detroit Rock City, and he's also in Cabin Fever, oh. and quite a few other movies. But he was the other bad guy, like crony bad guy. He wasn't Sugar Nigga. No, he wasn't Sugar Nigga. He was Beatbox Beatbox Busta Bill. Beatbox Busta Bill. I don't think they ever mentioned his <laughs> name in the movie. Busta Bill. No, I don't think they did either, which is pretty sad. And I liked when the one time when they're playing, I think it was when they were playing, or was was it when they were fighting at one point, when the guy tried to call time out because he said he had dirt in his eyes. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> I had yeah. dirt okay. in my eyes. Okay. Yeah. He's like, time yeah, out, I got guy. dirt in my eyes. Oh my god. Speaking of, speaking of fighting, though, with, uh, you, you mentioned the Omega Gangsta mode. What was the point at the end of the uh the cage the, yeah the best out of three cage match if you're playing on a dance pad it's someone does nobody else can interfere but nobody did for the first two know. rounds <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to come up with a reason to justify it cage <laughs> match i thought it was hilarious that the cage did rise up and come around them and right when they right after the guy gets the dust in his eyes or he says say what I'm about to bust a nut up in this bitch. Yeah, like, what? Why would that happen? Why would that happen? No, a lot of the lingo I just didn't get. Well, like, uh, the, it was good checking you for a while. Not, not seeing you or talking to you. Everyone was checking everybody. I get it, yeah. like, the slang. I don't know if it was with That's this, That's where uh, it was, like, too much dystopian future backdrop where everybody is uneducated. And no one gets drunk if they drink meth, that's fine. Oh, yeah, the meth thing. Yeah, I, I didn't understand meth. that. Yeah, I don't... His, his first uh, I think wasn't comeback a... match against the, was it, 138? Where his, yeah, 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 His yeah. drink was spiked with meth. Yeah, yeah that's why he banged yeah. that Stacy girl, because he was all fucked up on meth. But all the camera work was a, as if he was on some intense hallucinogenic. Well, <laughs> meth! It's if anything, trippy. the meth would have just made him dance faster. This is true. He would have been the great... Well, he, he I don't, I don't think it greatest. would have been a handicap whatsoever. No, it wouldn't have been. Probably not. Not a beat-beat revelation. Maybe, no, well, maybe a in, in this universe, it is. It's, a, it's an issue. 
the beat beat revelation players. But perhaps can't. due to the civil war, they're on an <laughs> alternate is, timeline than we are. This what? is true. What's a one eight seven then? Like, what is that? I know it's in reference. Yeah. Oh, it's is that what it is? Like code. the police code? Okay. Also, in Demolition Man, uh, in the future, is when a 187 comes up, it's called a murder, death, kill. Jeffrey Dahmer? Mm. I love that guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just looking at some of these. Uh, I just love how they call it a murder, death, kill. Like, do we really need to know? have it called three things that mean the same thing? There's also a sweet PC game called MDK. That's this is very true. It had the guy with like the, the pointy helmet. Pointy helmet, <laughs> yes. I do remember the MDK. There were there like a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I, and I, one thing I did like also is the training montage with BLT. How I was very confused as to why he was shooting a gun and punching a punching bag. The running I understood, like you know, you're getting your stamina built up. I guess the punching bag too a little bit, but the shooting of the gun. At, Bottles. They they were hey, rival gangs. I I did yeah, but I didn't. Then it came into play later. Guns, which they, Glocks. Yeah, they called every gun Glocks except for the fact yeah. that everybody had a six shooter. <laughs> I just feel like never reloading. How did that guy do so well at that game with an iPad, John? Like, how did that happen? Well, I guess you don't really need depth perception to see arrows on the screen. But the, like, the shooting if you look part, down and you're stomping around, you have to be somewhere. You have to have chore- choreography. He was. He was stepping. Coordination. He yeah. was stepping through the uh, tires. Yeah, he fell a bunch of times. He did oh, because right. out of an hour and a half of a movie, about twenty five minutes was just montage. This is true. On the sad montage. A few, a few separate occasions. Well, look at Rocky Four. It's a lot of montages. Yeah, yeah. There's Training a, in Siberia or Yeah, whatever. there's a lot. Sad montage. Apollo Creed montage. An Adrian montage. Yeah. Multiple Russian montages. They said the word fuck was used over 250 times. Can that top time. Goodfellas? You know what I bet tops Goodfellas is Casino. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guarantee they use fuck in Casino. Casino doesn't have like an hour on it, though. Yeah, it's just the use of fuck in that movie. But, but that's just... that's him topping himself. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, you know what was another really weird scene in this movie? When they were playing in the park. Like, he was on the swing and, and she, she was, was like... digging in the sand. Yeah. And she, he goes, what are you doing? And she goes, looking for a rag. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, trying to huff all our drugs with. I was like, what? And then she's like, yeah, I'm just here because all my friends are down down at the pond drinking mouthwash and shit. Yeah. I was like, what? What's going on? And then she's like, so I just figured, what the fuck? She's like, I don't deserve to be a grandma. Like, I was like, <laughs> what is she talking about? Why is she telling him how she doesn't deserve to be a grandma? She doesn't even have any kids. On math, yeah, there, there, there are a few extremely strange parts, especially with the, uh, the, the two separate gangs. They were obviously segregated by area code, yet in the movie they specifically state that Fraser Park, towards the end, is under control by LWE because he runs the only liquor store in town. So how the hell do they have two separate area codes in a town that only has one liquor store? Well, they said. Does Morris have uh, a town near us? Does that have multiple things going on in it? The our area code stretches. Well, that's true. That's eight one five. Pretty far south. Yeah, because Morris only has one liquor store. They said it's a small town. 
Fraser well, you know Park. what? I think too many just... too many holes in this plot. Maybe that's why it's supposed <laughs> to, maybe that's supposed to expound on the silliness is because it's not big at all. It's just like that guy that lives next door that you don't like. You say he's from the south or something. <laughs> like it's, it's, not, it's it, not as ridiculous. It, as was it the other. was it the Asian guy that sang? He sang the Star Spangled Banner, yeah. right? I, I like when he was singing it, and then the other guys were like, "Shut the fuck up." This fucking sucks. <laughs> well, that's probably due to the uh, post-Civil War atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It makes sense. I like how KCDC always had the mic in his hand, though. Even during the gunfight and multiple other times, he consistently was still talking into the microphone. Mm-hmm. He was not letting that oh, go. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And I like how he had a slingshot during the gunfight. Yeah, what the hell? It's just so unbelievably silly. And, uh, I don't know. And then there was that one giant explosion. Yeah. When he kidnapped Stacy. Yeah, the the van in the parking lot blew up. I can't remember why. And then he's like, when he went, when he, when LWE kidnapped Stacy at the end after their final battle, and you think LWE is 187'd. Which I was sad about because I there was I think actually my favorite character was LWE because he was just so unbelievably insane. Is that the gold teeth one? Yeah, he's yeah, the main the bad guy. That guy? Okay. Yeah, he, he doesn't look anything he, like that. He steals, or he kidnaps Stacy, and Jaycho needs to use KCDC's car, and he goes, "I'm gonna use your car," and he goes, "I can't let you do that. It's a weeknight." Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was like, like, well, what are they fucking doing, uh, running around, playing video games, killing people? I was like, what is this? Well, he's got class in the morning. I've already been out too late gaming to death. I can't have you borrow my car. Like, what does it matter that it's a weeknight that he can't drive his... And then they get in the car, and then he tells him he forgot to buckle his seatbelt. And buckles his seatbelt for he's him. Yeah. He's like, he's... click it a ticket, nigga. Yeah, click it a ticket, nigga. Oh, my God. And I love LWE when he's yelling at Stacy in the car... He tells her to shut her cocksucker. <laughs> He's like, shut your cocksucker. Yeah. I just like that one scene where she, I just couldn't take that one scene where she's sucking that guy off and then like screaming that other guy's name. Jaytro, help me! Yeah. Well, he was forcing no, her to Joe, suck no. him off. I just don't think. Does she not know how teeth work? Yeah. Or like, she I mean, it, it, but a she's a whore, so she enjoys yeah, she's it. Yeah, she's just kind of like, oh, okay. And then I just, yeah, the end, the end scene where, like, moments after she was doing that, like, she was just, okay, I'm gonna kiss this guy now, and then, uh, and then the ending nope, commencing with blowjobs in front of the duck pond. And the flying V. Yeah, the flying mm. V. Mm. Ducks. It was symbolic. It was very symbolic. Is that what you're talking about when the ducks come back? No, they come back at the, like very, the very, at, during the credits. Uh, it's like, we missed the hidden scene. Yeah, the hidden, the hidden The duck scene. egg. As if... That movie actually played in theaters. People would sit around after the credits to see. What do you think people would say if that came out? I want my I guarantee money back. You, I guarantee a lot of people went and saw it at the Elmo Draft House. Oh, please. I used to work at Family Video. I'm sure people would pick that. I'm sure. It would be a huge hit. It's a smash hit. I know, people rented more crazy stuff and thought it was, like, amazing. So. Oh, there was one line I wish I could have remembered it and I didn't write it down. I know, I'm pissed. Uh, I can't remember. I did like all the things that were being said in the game when they would do good or do bad. Oh, yeah. Whack! Like, mad whack, or fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Champ! Chump! Yeah. Champ and chump. Well, he 
You're a chump if you fucking get 187 to beat beat yeah, Revelation. I guess, man. All those beat-offs. I just, <laughs> I just don't understand. All those beat-offs. Well, they want to make two more of these. They want to... That's what I don't... Yeah, where's the longevity coming well, from? Well, you get... It could be like the FB2, the return of LWE. He was forced. Boogaloo. He was forced to leave town. I want them. I want this to be like a multi-platform thing. Like they need to get this out of that caged zone of the beat, beat, what revelation. I want it to be like I don't know. Robocop. Like on top of a, like a building somewhere, they have to do this or something. I don't know. It needs like, to be more intense. Maybe like the, the cage match. Maybe like this like struggle that's happening in Fraser Park expands. Like nationwide, becomes a second, and it's like war. there's like a stage, like an arena platform of the F of the uh, Beat Beat Revelation. It also becomes the prequel to Idiocracy. Yeah, some of, well, one of the reviews that I was saying said something about Idiocracy, like this being some sort of or people are just dumb and stupid. It's got yeah. electrolytes. Well, like everybody's just an idiot, and that's fine. That's what some of this was. Was I was afraid that them like they were just. My impression of it was that they were just drinking meth all day, playing video games. Drinking meth, which is like, the best part. Yeah, what was that all about? But yeah, like, drinking meth, just being an idiot, doing playing video games all day with moon boots on. There was one time when they mentioned cranberry juice, too, and I found yeah. out what that meant, and now I can't seem to find the thing. It was like a... I saw that quote. It, it was like a picture that had translations of things they said in this movie... To what they actually mean in real life, and it was from, like, Urban Dictionary or Uh, something. That would be my guess as to where to look. Yeah, and I wanted to know what cranberry juice meant, and I can't can't remember. Cranberry juice. What did they say? They said it in reference to something, too, and I don't remember. Yeah, it was a... Oh, God, I couldn't... I I wrote it down, and I I even wrote down, what is cranberry juice, and what is that (laughs) in reference to? Is it, like, some sort of STD type of thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I just saw one of the quotes was like, stop drinking that cranberry juice. Here we go. Urban Dictionary, cranberry juice. I'm looking it up. Well, that's an obvious one. What, juice made of cranberries? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Were they referencing blood? I don't know. Regardless, it doesn't fucking matter. He just called him cranberry juice all the time. Like, I hope you're ready for this cranberry juice. Was that LWE? That said it? Yeah. Because he called everybody something. Like, when he was talking to Suganug on the phone about acquiring those Glocks, he said, You two Chumbawambas better get your shit together. Yeah, I did like how he called them Chumbawambas. Well, the quote was, I hope you're ready for this cranberry juice because you're about to get fucked, bitch. Oh. Is that like is it pertaining to his dick? I don't know. I guess. But cranberry chews, chumbawambas, chuckleheads. What else? Oh yeah, the chuckleheads, that was another thing that was on that list. I wish I could fucking find it. I should have saved it. And it's explained what chuckleheads meant in this movie or in that lingo and things like that. I can't uh I don't know, I can't fucking remember. All I know is that we need ducks and that's the only way we can truly be happy as if ducks are around. What kind of town and have no ducks? <laughs> that is really weird. I don't remember the duck thing, and then I like not I really paying attention to it at first, and then at the end, I'm like, "What is this fucking ducks?" Oh, here's the quote: "What's a town with no ducks, Jatro? How's a nigga supposed to sort his shit out with no ducks?" And I like how I thought the end was actually gonna be like a little like not 
not that I was looking for any romance or like nice storyline, but then I was like, okay, like a normal, just a normal sweet blow ending. And maybe, yeah, and then she's like all down in this and, junk. And maybe I enjoyed this more because of the movies we've watched. I've watched previously in this podcast. There have been some fucking shit storms. I don't know, yeah. man. I I, I, I think I think I like Shockma better than this. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know aired, about that. I think it aired on the side of like trying a little too hard for me. It did. It did. It was trying a little too hard. In spots and i think like if we if we ever watch pool boy drowning out the fairy it has that same mentality of that it's bad on purpose but it doesn't try as hard and it's just it's i feel like i think I, I honestly i mean they they stretched themselves in this one yeah they no they definitely did and i think in the case of um ross p patterson i think that's the guy he also did fdr american badass which is a movie we did way earlier on and he did Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury. That guy, I think, really knows... His camp. His camp, because it's... And it, and it goes... Sometimes things just go over the line way too much. Where it's funny that he's just like... It's just like, this is just fucked up. Like, in FDR, American Badass, there's a scene where they announce that FDR wins the presidency. And they're all, like, flipping their shit. And his wife and his sons, and they're all, like, going crazy. He's, like, pouring M&Ms all over his face. <laughs> and, like, but then his son, like, takes a jar and just starts shitting into this jar. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's just, like, crazy shit like that, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, we're all gonna remember this. You shitting in that jar. And, like, oh just, like, weird stuff like that happens. But it's, like... It's just going over the top and being bad and... Yeah, I think that, like, this tried too hard to be, like, we're being so clever and... Yeah, at times it definitely was. I I just, I like the dialogue and the way some of the characters acted. Mainly KCDC and... BLT, man. BLT was sweet. He had the quote, he wasn't expecting the unexpected, but it sure as fuck expected him. I think this movie is almost funnier, like in retrospect. Yeah, talking like about reading it, it all out loud, other than the people saying it in the movie. Talking about it, I think is funnier than I, it. Maybe be funnier in like a group setting. Yeah, it would, if you, especially if you were drunk. If you were drunk and you watched this movie, like it just came on, I feel like you'd be like, Holy "It's not fuck, that it's not like fun or worth watching." I mean, definitely, it was. Spent... I mean, it was it was god awful, but yeah, like what I mean, was the movie we watched worse. the other night? The Cube. Yeah. I made him watch cube. the cube. Cube. The cube. It's just cube. Yeah. It's, it's like... It was a 90s. weird movie. It's I thought it was a lot of like neat, good... neat premise. Yeah. Terrible but the acting. acting in it, uh, you know, I kind of like the other one better. What's this, It's like Cube Zero or Cube Two or something? The yeah, the sequel is I like... I like that better. They got like both cultish weird followings and he had never heard of it and I was like, oh, let's watch it. And I did not remember the acting being like that oh, atrocious. I don't... I don't... I think it was... It was, like, was, was that was a straight-to-video type of thing. I don't think that was, was ever... It was like a weird IFC like Canadian something weird was happening with that movie. <laughs> Like, that was, like, late 90s. Late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I haven't seen those in... And, like, that was just unbearable to me in retrospect. I don't even know why I liked it so much the first time. Because I was like, oh, this movie's really good. And then we turned it on. Oh, my God. Oh, there's Cube, Cube 2, Hypercube, and Cube Zero. Jesus. Cube came out in 97. Rubik's Cube. Cube 2 is 2002, and the other one's 2004. Rubik's Cube is for kids. I feel like I've seen Cube 2. Or it's Cube Squared. Well, everyone in the first one was horrible. Yeah, it was. It so was it was awful. like that was like the one of the last movies we watched. The highly like, oh anticipated God. sequel to the smash hit and cult classic. Yeah. There is more to fear than you can see. Than Cube itself. Cube two, Hypercube. 
<laughs> the premise was cool, but that was one of the like the last... execution was piss poor. Yeah, it almost like you know what kind of reminded me of Cube was uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, and not exactly, but it, like I the underground thingy with all the nightmares things. And I stuff liked like Cabin that. in the Woods. Yeah, I, I I recall watching it, but I don't remember a damn thing from that. I movie. liked it. It was funny, and it was definitely different and unexpected. It was I just really don't funny. Like Joss Whedon, that's for Joss Whedon, right? Yeah, I think he, like, wrote it or something. Mm, I, don't I just like know it, it was on the shelf for, like, five years, and then all of a sudden they decided to like, put it out, and it ended up doing actually really well. Uh, Unlike the uh, the Red Dawn remake, it sat on the shelf for about just as long. It's sat on the shelf since 1986. <laughs> <laughs> it was originally supposed to be a sequel. Except for somehow it had uh, Thor in it, and he... Uh, it, it just didn't have Swayze crazy. Why did you point... Because he was thumping his, like, feet on the ground. Just oh, I don't like... think it's picking it up. Okay. We're probably okay. Good, good job, Gina. Now he has to do some more post-production. <laughs> yeah, it's just so much post. It's just it's, it's fucking unbelievable. It's sound like a fucking axe giant in the background. Like, axe giant. It's, it's the wrath of Paul Bunyan. It's the wrath of Paul wrong, Bunyan. Wrong podcast. He, he's attacking everybody. <laughs> well, the FP, it's not the greatest thing ever. I There were parts I enjoyed... I think I think because I've watched such bad movies while doing this podcast, yeah. that this is fine for me. Like I, I was able to sit through this and be like, oh, this was fine because I watched South Beach Academy and Kaboom and all this other garbage. Fucking my mom's a werewolf and shit like that. <laughs> that was that sound like that movie sounded awesome. Like my mom's a werewolf and it sounded like it was. And it How was that be bad? It was it was unbearable. It was. Just horrific. It well, was so bad. Well, this one had, like, stylized... Re- like, there was redemption in the stylizing of it, and it was, like, cool to look at. So, I do agree. There was... A, it wasn't, like, garbage. But I, I think I expected... Beep, beep Revolution. Beep, beep Revolution. Yeah. I think I expected it to be just a little more, like, cerebral. I don't know why. I think it was because it was so stylized uh, That looking. was your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know... I didn't know what really I expected out of it. I just... Something because it was Alamo Draft House. So I was like, you know, I do want to see their new movie they have out called I Declare War. Hmm. It's like little kids in the woods playing guns, like every kid did when they were kids, yeah. like playing guns. But it cuts between what's really going on is them with like sticks and stuff. And then it cuts to their imagination where they actually have like the guns and things. And there's like, oh, weird. They're, but they're like, still kids. Yeah, they're still kids, and it's like, the one kid has, like, a stick thing made up, and it looks like he did, he's pretending it's a chain gun, and in the trailer, it like, cut, it like, the camera moves over, and, like, it goes from him with a stick just going like this, and then he has an actual chain gun, and he's just, like, plowing people down, <laughs> oh his God. friends down, and, like, at the end of the trailer, the kid's like, you still coming over for pizza tonight? And he's like, yeah, you know it, and, like, <laughs> it's just, like, little kids just to make you feel like this is what you, and when you were playing, like, guns That's or something as a kid, like... This is what you thought in your yeah. head, and, like, the kid throws, like, a tomato, but it's a grenade, and, yeah. like, and or they're throwing tomatoes when they get shot, and... Reminds me of when we used to play, and... like, don't fall in the lava, and that yeah. was, like, the best we could come up with, but... Yeah. <laughs> don't get caught by the child molester. Yeah, that one, too. That was always my favorite game. That's not, oh, yeah. a, <laughs> that's not a real police officer. That did happen in my neighborhood, though. It was super scary. <laughs> there was a guy driving around in a cop car. Like asking kids, like, "Oh, come with me. Just, oh, we gotta find this dog." Oh, it was Ryan. He was playing. Oh, the okay. Game. His game he played there as a go. child. Come on. It wasn't a guy. It was just a child. It was Ryan. <laughs> hey! 
I was I was driving with blacks on my pedals like I was in the Temple of Doom. Good for you. There was a, a missed high five opportunity. It was awkward. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. She was just waving. I was going to high five you about being a child child molester. Well, he was just pretending. Yeah. This has gone so far. Off. <laughs> what are we talking We're a about bit now? off topic. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was all right. It wasn't. It wasn't Miami Connection. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, I think nothing should, will ever be. I think we should keep reiterating that this movie ends. The FP ends with a BJ. Like that is literally this ends with a sunset BJ in F- front of a duck pond. FPBJ. Like that's where this movie is resolved. Electric bubble. Yeah, and it happens, and it's okay. Just it's a BJ okay. from a slut in front of a pond. You know, at the break of dawn. With so. a black eye. Yeah, with a black eye, because she has daddy issues. Like, what the hell? Who doesn't? She had some severe daddy issues that... Wasn't that guy from something, too? Not to yeah, Her dad yeah. was a creeper, yeah. He, was. wasn't, wasn't he from, like, uh, a movie? The actor's name did not sound familiar to me, and I don't remember He him. He looked... Isn't he? Isn't he in that thing you do? He's like the guy that like Ew. is obsessed with them. Tom Hanks. Everyone yeah. loves yes. that movie. I hate Tom that movie. Tom Hanks. Stacy's dad, Sean Whalen, best known for his roles in Twister, Men in Black, Charlie's Angels, and Whoa. Never Been Kissed. Never been seen in a movie that I remember. Oh, I loved him and Never Been Kissed. I just don't remember him at all. He's in the Cable Guy, karaoke party guest. <laughs> karaoke party guest. Did he have a number after it? Because those are always the best. No, he was just he was. There were he multiple was karaoke, the karaoke. But there were multiple karaoke party guests, so I'm not really sure how that uh, happened. He was also in the movie The Hebrew Hammer. Oh yeah. So I don't know. He looked very familiar, but he wasn't that thing you do. So he was the guy that was like. Obsessed with them. I don't know. Anyways, we're just rambling now. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. So that was our... Uh, do you have anything else to say about the FP? The um, Fraser Park? It's definitely worth watching. It's just... If someone had said to me, like, this is not a highbrow hipster event. Like, think of this as if you were, like, a 12-year-old boy high on fart jokes. And then you'll like it. Jatro's appearance made me really want to watch Escape from New York. This is true. Yeah. He definitely had that. That was definitely Kurt Russell. Even the hair was the very much Snake Plissken. Or even even though it's not the eye patch or anything, I just his his hair almost looked more like Kurt Russell in uh Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. But the the uh Which is also a fucking great big movie. Yeah. It it completed it for me. Which is why when I say it a real eye patch, I was like, Oh, well, Way to go in real life, too, I guess. I don't know. I thought that was, like, a reference, but... Yeah, so did I, really but, uh, but I think he really iPad. has a... Maybe it's like a mini iPad. Maybe it's like Nelly with the band-aid on his face. I don't know about that. I don't think so. It's He's like, not really, like, famous. It's like a little tiny one. It's not like a normal-sized... I'll never forget his name. J-Tro forever. Yeah, J-Tro for life. Weird. Jason Trost. Trost Brothers. They're gonna be somebody, somebody someday. To rival the Cohen somebody. Brothers. I doubt that, but... You never know. You never know. The way shit's going today, you never know. You never know. This is very true. Well, what we do know is next week is the 52nd episode of B-Movie Breakdown, one full year of podcasts, and for that, we are going to do something quite amazing and epic. We were going to do Birdemic. I think it'll come up again. Sadly, Birdemic is no longer... 
on Netflix. It's a damn shame. It is. It's a damn shame. I've never seen it. I need to see it. Oh, you can rent it on YouTube for two ninety nine. No. It's not worth two dollars and no way. Mm. That's no. not happening. It's no. hardly worth your time. It's yeah, it's hardly <laughs> worth your time. The acting is so, the like if you thought the I, I mean anybody that's seen the room, the acting in the room is better in, than in Birdemic, and that's uh, a stretch because some of the acting in the room. I mean Tommy Wiseau alone. Oh hey Denny. How's your sex life? Like, random, <laughs> we're just, that's how we talk to people when we first see them. That just is, is a thing that we do. Yeah. Because uh, they're all turning I think the apart. room, if we, when we get to the room, I think that needs to be, like, a group watch yeah. and then post-discussion <laughs> after watching it. Because Probably. it's something that is just, it, when you watch it in a group, it has that, like, feel. Yeah. Like, Troll 2 is like that. Like, I've watched Troll 2 not with a group, and I still think it's hilarious because I just fucking love it. Miami Connection's the same way. I think with a group it'd be hilarious, but I, I love it by myself. Miami Connection was excellent. Yeah, Miami Connection, it's... it's I, I was I was surprised. It's going to be hard to top Miami Connection, but next week's movie... I have only watched this movie one time. I only remember specific scenes. One of them we watched previously before recording this. Next week's movie is 1987's Hard Ticket to Hawaii, a movie by the uh, infamous Andy Sedaris. He was, like, trying to be like the Lloyd Kaufman in the 80s, like, when video stores needed movies, Lloyd Kaufman was a person putting movies out because nobody else was putting out movies on VHS, so he was doing and filling up video stores. This guy was doing the same thing with his movies. Uh, He has Malibu Express, Hard Hunted, Picasso Trigger... Return to Savage Beach, Savage Beach, Guns. <laughs> wait, 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 to... Savage Beach. Yeah, I don't, I'm reading, they're not in order, so. Uh, Enemy Gold, Do or Die, all these movies all came out in the late 80s, early 90s, and were definitely filling up the shelves at video stores, and that's the that was the whole purpose of these. They were cheap, they were yeah. easy to make, and Hard Ticket to Hawaii, you could type Hard Ticket to Hawaii on YouTube, there's like a compilation of clips, like 12 minutes long, of the best stuff from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. This movie, from what I remember, is absolutely ridiculous. We watched the Frisbee scene, which somebody else also went and remade. That's kind of the following of this movie. So I think it's a perfect movie to do for the one year. It, it's a, it's like a similar scenario of Miami Connection, where it's an action movie, and it is just unbelievable. <laughs> um, there's a scene with a blow-up doll that I, I won't spoil that, but just know there's a scene with a blow-up doll, and it is quite... You just you just won't understand. And there's a snake going around in the movie too. There's like a subplot. I don't know. <laughs> sounds a snake like, subplot. Sounds like everyone with <laughs> a wet dream. There's a snake subplot, but yeah. I I have it on DVD. It's a in the Girls, Guns, and G String set, the Andy Sedaris collection. It's also in full on YouTube. Just type in Hard Ticket to Hawaii full movie. Hopefully us saying this doesn't get it taken off YouTube. <laughs> I, I don't really think that happened before because, like, it was earlier on we were doing the podcast so we didn't have it as many listeners and things like that. But one time we were going to watch a movie on YouTube and literally went to go watch it, like, the night before recording, and it was gone. It was gone. Weird. Yeah, it was, I think, a, a movie called The Granny. The Granny. And we, I can't find a torrent of it anywhere. You can only find this movie, people are selling it on VHS for like $100. Hey man, you need that granny VHS. It's, it looks, you can watch a trailer on YouTube, but somebody had it in parts on YouTube, and then they took it, it got taken down, it was sad. 
That's I think we ended up watching Rockula instead, which was a fucking great, so I was fine with that. I loved Rockula. <laughs> watching movies in parts on YouTube is kind of frustrating, but it is yeah. what it is. Sometimes it has to be done. Well, this movie is in full on YouTube. Hopefully it doesn't get taken down. I saw, re- even though there was like a three or four different ones, I know Sleepaway Camp, a movie we'd previously done, it was in full on YouTube and then it got taken down, but I think it's back up, and I always highly encourage everybody to go watch Sleepaway Camp, mainly because the ending is... Balls to the wall and bad shit. Insane. Balls. <laughs> I didn't even think... Angela, huh? <laughs> I didn't even think the connection there. But next week's movie, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Check it out on YouTube. Or if you have it on DVD like I do, you might. I'm probably one of the few people that own this Andy Sedaris collection. <laughs> so, for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Ryan. I'm Gina. We'll see you next week. It's the best of the worst.